You said he had FaceTime. That's what I said to call him on face, Facebook. Oh, face, Facebook. I'm doing FaceTime. Hello? This is Jesse. Jesse, hey, this is the Iceman. How you doing? Hi, Jesse. This hey, is John pretty. from Tuned Up. Hey, and John. Dan. How we doing, guys? This Fantastic. is Dan. This is Dan from Tuned Up. <laughs> hey, Dan. How we doing? Great. How are you doing? Good. Real good. Hey, thanks again, bunch, for being willing to come on for a short bit tonight. I appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah, no problem. Yeah, we're going to talk no about problem. sturgeon Anytime. fishing. <laughs> I want to pick your brain about, about northern pike and bass. Yes, yeah, yeah. That uh, well, they can out. They always bite, right? You want one? That's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doesn't doesn't take much to catch them. I don't think. Nope, just a wacky worm and a hook. <clears throat> All right, <laughs> exactly. It works every time. Should we just say we're starting? I can catch them off my dock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna do a quick intro here, Jesse, and then uh, we'll bring you on and talk a little bit about pan fishing and probably and some fall know. strategies, and then well, what to kind of prepare for. First ice panfish because I know, know I just say we just start rolling all those plays in the background and that was a good intro. You don't want to do that? All right, no, let's start. Dan is all. I'm here to do whatever you guys want to do. That throws him <laughs> off bad. It right did, there. That did. That was not. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready. For, I'm not ready for my close up yet. You have a face for radio, Dan. <laughs> have, all right, I have the only face I have. All right. <laughs> you it's, only got one, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is Paul Blarnt from Mall Cop. <laughs> the stash is looking, it's looking great. It's dirty right now. Oh, and you're, we're rolling into no shave October, November. There's nothing dirty Ooh. about this. This is, this is tight. This oh, is tight. It's disgusting. <laughs> I can actually feel it from across the table. My dog looks it clean every night. I can feel it through the phone. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like a walrus. Dan, I don't think you get a choice. I think we've started. Yeah, I think we I, th- have. I think that's just, that's the show. I mean, we got to talk about that. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, you can at least play the music. Can we play the music we'll, and do an intro? Well, we'll play it in the background here. So, okay. oh, but sh- gotta get oh. It. we got to get in our uh, our shot though. We got to get a sponsor. Yeah, well, who are we presented by again? Uh, welcome. Oh, you can wait. We can wait a little oh, bit. Yeah, let it play. We usually got thirty seconds of this <laughs> stuff, so this will go on Patreon. I'm not going to stop talking. I mean, why no. are we all being quiet? I don't know. We got to let John have his moment just here. Just such good tunes, man. John, welcome to the Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Did you say the Iceman? Ice. Yeah, it is the Iceman. <laughs> ice, ice baby. We don't know which one it is, but yeah. one of us. One of, <laughs> one of it us. Rotates. It's a rotating <laughs> title. <laughs> Take turns. Yeah. Well, Dan, well, we, we got a great guest on today. We do. Jesse, Jesse Thalman from Thalman Guide Service. Uh, thank you for being here. We're going to talk a little hey, bit no of uh, fishing report. If you're, not following, if you're not following Jesse on uh, on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, you're missing out on some crazy panfish bite going on right now. Yeah, he only catches bluegills that are size of frying pans and not the small, like, <laughs> co- like the cheap frying pans. We're talking legit frying pans. Yeah, like, make an yeah, omelet the big, big ones. Yeah. 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 You catch bluegills with shoulders uh, and foreheads. Mm-hmm. Where are you located, Jesse? Uh, I'm based out of Henning, Minnesota. We kind of guide all over Otter Tail County up in West Central Minnesota here. So, Henning, uh, give me some other big cities or bigger cities that. I might be able to yes. triangulate too. So, um, Fergus Falls. I'm about I'm about thirty miles straight east of Fergus. I'm about forty miles straight north of Alexandria. 
Um, okay. Otherwise, you know, if you heard of Otter Tail Lake, that's like 10 minutes from my house. So um, I'm pretty much right in the heart of Otter Tail County. So you got a million lakes to choose from. Yeah, 1,048 in this county alone. So we got uh, more than enough options, um, which makes it nice. So if, if the bite does get tough over here, we can jump a mile down the road, and we got three other cho- choices. So it uh, it's kind of a benefit of living up here, I guess. So it seems like a lot of people who still have the boat out are are starting to move away from the the bass and the and the walleye and starting to get more into the panfish type of mode right now, which I know that's kind of what you're always in. You're always in panfish mode. Um, what what would you say a guy would have to do? Like for me, example, Jesse, I I am I'm starting to put away the big rods and starting to get the ultralights out. Where should I start looking? Where where would you start targeting right now? You know. I mean, if I'm a hundred percent honest right now, I am catching, we're, we're still catching a lot of our fish right where they've been all summer long right now. They haven't really shifted on us yet. And and the reason for that being is because we've been running, I mean, it's pretty much all year now we've been running about two, two to three weeks behind schedule on everything. And, and so far what I've been seeing up here, um, I guess so far, as far as the bluegills go, I'm talking bluegills strictly right now. Um, they're kind of staying in the same same haunts that they've been in all summer, right? So I'm still catching them on the edge of humps. I'm still catching them um, right in the cabbage that's left. You know, obviously our cabbage is starting to die off and lay down a little bit right now. So, But if you can find something that's still healthy, still green, still standing, whether it's one foot, two foot, whatever, um, generally there's going to be some nice fish nearby. Um, but again, it's, those are the same kind of things I've been focusing on all summer long, right? Um, if anything... As time progresses here, they're going to maybe shift off of those edges of those, of those humps and kind of just kind of group up over the basins. And then, you know, a lot of times, obviously, just like we're using now, the electronics play a huge factor in, in finding those fish, especially when they move off into the basins. You know, your lap scopes, your stuff like that is going to make it real easy to, to pinpoint them and, and catch them. What, when do they move in the basins? Like right before ice kind of comes on? Yeah, you know, typically, you know, typically on a normal year, on a normal year, uh, this time of year, I would normally be searching basins and stuff and doing doing more of that kind of stuff right now. But just like I said, as 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 the fish dictate, they're kind of running still in that summer pattern just because we've been so behind on on everything all year that they're just still kind of hanging on to their their summer spots right now but i would think that you know our water temps are are cooling down now we saw 56 today um so anytime now they're gonna start shifting off of that a little bit and don't get me wrong there's probably some that already moved off but i'm still i still got a lot of fish hanging out where they've been all summer long so and you're saying that that's mostly the bluegills you're seeing that's the bluegills i'm seeing now the crappies crappies have been uh you know um crappies are kind of funny because there's some lakes where we can find them that they you know in in fall where they kind of slide up shallow but in most cases they're sliding out deeper okay so um we have found them you know kind of starting to group up group up over over holes kind of stuff like that on the bottom of those breaks um again you know electronics play a huge factor in finding kind of some of that stuff um but then i got i don't know i got it i got a handful of lakes probably half a dozen lakes that you know what they do the opposite this time of year they slide up into this like really shallow cabbage right now right right like shoreline type stuff and uh and a lot of times we can that's a really fun bite too but i would say um 
you know, for the guy that's looking just to go out and find them, typically they're going to be starting to slide a little bit deeper. So, And are you mostly throwing just a jig or are you throwing uh, a bobber or how are you doing that? Yeah, most of the time. So um, if they are, you know, are we talking crappies or are we talking bluegills? Well, I guess if I'm being honest, I'd be more interested in the crappies, but I'm... Crappies, crappies typically we're gonna so if they're schooled up over those deep holes i mean now's the time that we're using chicken wraps we're using yeah. some aggressive kind of tactics you know what i mean um you know before before when you know and midsummer all summer long we've been slow trolling for crappies you know so um and that's that's when they're kind of tucked up in the cabbage and they're kind of spread out in this cabbage. So we're just kind of trolling through the cabbage and covering ground. Well, now they're kind of grouping up over these deep holes where they're and they're super aggressive. So once you find them, they're super aggressive. So a lot of times we'll just vertical jig like jigging wraps. Um, we'll pitch um, jigs and uh, minnows on them. Um, I'm I'm not a huge minnow guy. I'll be honest with you. So I'm more plastics for me, I guess, pitching plastics and jigs. Um, or like I said, or go get you some fat heads or something and pitch them on a minnow too as well. Those, those will work great. But, uh, um, those typically are what we're doing in the fall, you know, pitching jigs, vertical jigging, kind of that kind of stuff. It's perfect time to get the freedom baits out, right? <laughs> That's going. right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> so uh, are they mo- mostly, susp- I mean, crappies are, they're mostly suspended at this point in the year, right? They're not. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, so those deeper, those deeper holes, you know, if you're, you're finding them in 40 feet, 30 feet, you know, a lot of times they're only halfway down, you know what I mean? So, and again, electronics play a huge factor in, in finding that, seeing that. And, and, uh, and then it's just, it's just pitching on them and, and, and be ready for that bite. Cause they, they will be aggressive. So here's a, a thing that I've noticed is a lot of times in the fall, we start to get kind of the wilder weather and some of the bigger winds and things like that moving around. When you see a day that it's going to be blowing 15 miles an hour, how are you going to target those panfish at that point? Are you, or are you going to, I guess? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we have no choice a lot of times. We, we just got to play the weather, right? So I, I'm not a big fan of wind. I know all of you walleye guys out there love wind and chop and all that fun stuff. I, I do not. Um, but um, that's not to say that, uh, you know, you know, what, you said, what is it like? You said, you know, how do we approach a day when it's, what did you say, 20 mile per hour wind, yeah, something like that? It just windier than you feel like you can have good control over a really small jig. You know, and, and if that's the case, yep, exactly. So weight's going to be your friend on a windy day. Weight's going to be your friend. And we do the same thing for bluegills. We do the same thing for crappies. We do the same thing. So if we're getting a lot of times, like we use spot lock a ton, right? So um, especially if we're vertical jigging, if we're pitching, I'm going to spot lock our boat where, where we need to be. And, and then I can kind of see with our electronics where the fish are. And I tell the customers, hey, we're going to pitch over here, you know. Um, if it's super windy, you know, obviously our boat is going to swing a little bit. So we're playing that a little bit. But we're also... The, the biggest thing with the wind is it doesn't allow your line to go all the way down, right? So um, a lot of times you got to use a little bit heavier jig. You know, a lot of times when we're when we're using these jigs, we're using like 16th ounce, you know, and maybe we'll bump up a little heavier if it's windier. Um, and days that are super, super calm, sometimes we even go a little bit lighter. So it just, it just depends. Um, but a lot of times, um, just to make sure you're getting down there in the water column where those fish are, if nothing else, we'll just have to, get a little bit heavier jig to make sure that we're staying down or even 
honestly, even sinkers help, you know what I mean? Especially sure. like with, when we're bluegill fishing and it's really windy, I'll, I'll put, I'll put sinkers on just to make sure that we're staying 90 degrees when we're vertical jigging and staying straight up and down, you know? So bite detection is the biggest thing in the wind, right? So the wind is, you know, makes everything more difficult, bolt control, bite detection, all that kind of stuff. So anything you can do to make yourself, um, you know, or help yourself make it a little bit easier for yourself. Um, that's, that's what you should do. So, um, if you get a little bit more weight on there, you can feel that a little bit better and you can feel when they bite or you can feel, you know what I mean? You got that tip kind of loading up a little bit. So how late in the fall are you going to go? Or do you usually go with your clients? Do you go right up to ice or do you take a, take a time and, and transition or how do you do that? Well, um, typically, we typically are wrapping up, I would say, mid-October, towards the end of October, depending. You know, lately, the weather's been so much nicer. Later in the year, it seems like that we've been able to keep the boats out a little bit longer. But I'll, I'll gladly go right up until ice if, if, if we have trips. You know what I mean? So um, right now, we probably got, I don't know, a couple weeks worth of trips left on the books. And then after that, once it's all said and done, we'll probably think about getting the boats put away. But... Hey, if people want to go, I'm more than willing to go. So, how do people get a hold of you, Jesse? Um, you can. Uh, my phone number is three two zero two nine zero two zero three five. Or you can find me on Facebook, Thalman's Guide Service, or even my personal page, Jesse Thalman. So, are you booking up pretty hard for ice right now, too? Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, that's the nice thing. That's the one good thing is a lot of times we uh, we are we're we're pretty much booking up a season ahead of time. So we're booking all our winter stuff right now and then by winter time we'll be focusing more on booking summer stuff you know what i mean so we're always trying to kind of stay a season ahead if, if you call it so i would say right now we're probably 60 percent booked up for winter you know so we still got openings but we're we're getting pretty tight on on availability as far as you know if you want certain dates and stuff like that so well just looking at, at the fish that you guys consistently pull in i can't imagine it's hard to find people who are willing to sign up to, to join you guys on the water it's a yeah it's crazy yep. yeah their bluegills are just ginormous They're, they don't even look real yeah your crappies are even <laughs> bigger but it's just they don't they're, they're not like a metro six you know no i wonder you know <laughs> when, when you take a group out where do you usually try to guide them to draw the line for keeping versus re releasing <clears throat> you know we're really we're really we're really um um we're big advocates of catching selective harvest, I guess you call it, especially on the bluegills, big bluegills, right? So, you know, obviously, you know, you can see the DNR doing changes to our limits and trying to protect the big bluegills. They're kind of, you know, big blues are big, big bluegills are, are hard to find these days, right? Like they're, they're kind of a thing of the past, right? You know, and uh, we're kind of realizing nowadays, you know, what happened to all our big bluegills and how they got fished out and, and things like that. And so, you know, we're, Again, going back to what you said, we're we're really big advocates of selective harvest. We like to try to keep the you know eight to nine inches, which is pretty. Which up here we have such healthy bluegill fisheries. Eight to nine inches are nothing, you know. So um, we'll load we'll load guys up with eight to nine inches. We'll throw you know we try to throw all our nine plus back, you know, ten inches especially. We're throwing them, taking good pictures, throwing them back, and and keeping them you know in in the fishery healthy and stuff like that. Well, well now with replicas, I mean, you can get ones that look. Absolutely, oh, perfectly real, and that's then, what I tell guys they, too. You they know? last so much longer too. I mean, they don't—they don't look all dusty and faded after ten years. They just—they're just better. 
that's what I tell guys, you know, you can, you know, just pay a little bit more for that replica because it's going to last, you know, way longer. And, and, uh, and, and not only that, you get to put the fish back and, and someone else gets to catch it, you know? So. I wonder how many people have like the same fish on their wall. That was a replica that just got caught. Take a picture of throwback. I wonder that's how actually a funny thought. I you know, know thought I, that. that's, that's, that's a funny question. So, um, I've in my personal experience guiding and stuff like that. Um, we have caught the same fish three years in a row. Um, I've also, um, in my experience caught the same fish, um, five days in a row, (laughs) believe it or not. So, um, again, it's one of those things where, um, in that specific case where we caught the same, the one, the one that we caught three years in a row, it just had a super unique marking, and we just knew I got I got all three pictures with three different customers holding. Um, did the, you Did you day, tell them? Did you tell them that it was? Yeah, I showed them. I showed them all the pictures. Oh, okay. too. It's pretty cool. I'll have to show you guys sometime. Um, the other one though, we were actually bed fishing. You know, this was springtime. This is June. Bluegills were bedding. Um, we're very big advocates of of catch and release during this time. You know, because um, we're this is where we kind of get the biggest of the big, right? Like sweeping. We, we even touched two pounds we have so going forward like we've catch the fish right it's we can see which ones we want right so we can see which ones are you know pound and a half or bigger um so we'll we'll target those ones we'll catch it we'll take a picture and we'll release it right away like immediately as fast as we can right and honestly it goes right back down to that bed so i have a cuss i have I have a stretch, was this like last year or something like that, where I have the same fish. It was like, I don't know, it was like a pound and a half uh, with five different customers, five days in a row with that same fish. And, <laughs> and the amazing thing that just shows you that, like, if you take care of them, you, you, you take your picture, you release them right away and get them back in the water. They'll, they'll go back down to the beds. You know what I mean? So it's not, you know, we're not throwing them in the live well. We're not taking pictures somewhere else. We're not, you know what I mean? It's literally like catch them, take a picture, let it go right away. And then, like I said, it just, uh, he was, he was on that same exact bed five days in a row. So did, did you name it after that point? I mean, that, that well, we like... could have, yeah, we could have absolutely. No, but that was pretty, that was a pretty unique thing, but, uh, you know, obviously that doesn't happen every year, but, uh, it was kind of, kind of cool when it does. So, well, Jesse, we really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us tonight and share your info. I'm personally getting pretty excited to get out and chase the panfish now before the ice comes in. I, just pull hey, here's what I can tell you the bite is like super good right now, especially for big bluegills. Like they are on fire right now. So if uh, if any bluegill lovers are out there and, and want to go, now's the time. So might have to make a drive up to Ottertail. Yeah, sure. come on up. Well, thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem, guys. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Jesse. Yep. You bet. That's awesome. I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll take yep. an earlier break today, so yeah. we can really. I gotta, I gotta use the restroom facilities. Yeah, a bio can. break is what. A bio we'll break. Bio we'll break. Take a break, and then uh, we'll be back and keep on talking. All right. All right. See you guys.
Hey everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. It is time to get your custom rod order in. We are four to five weeks on build time right now. If you get your rod order in now, you'll have it by first ice. Use the promo code Iceman at checkout to save yourself 10%. And if you're thinking about ice and how to keep it uh, frozen, Maluna is offering awesome coolers made in Minnesota. They're epically cold and wonderful to use. Use the code Iceman for 15% off on your order. Also, if you're thinking about ice, Freedom Baits, that's freedombaitswithaz.com, hand-poured high-quality plastics that are absolutely amazing. Dan, we got some in studio right now. It's true. And I, I'm also thinking about ice with our other new sponsor, Ice Camp Outfitters. I can't wait for people to get a chance to experience Ice Camp Outfitters. You go to their social media pages and check out the pictures that they have of these beautiful homes. Go to their website. Make sure you book a trip. And when you do, tell them that the Iceman sent you. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best way to experience, I think, first ice. Because to get yourself hooked, it's always better to have an enjoyable time. I can't wait till <laughs> the Iceman get a chance to get up and... Spend some time at ice camp and use some freedom baits and have and some it, cold beers in the Maluna. And, have a day off. And use some tuned up custom rods. Yeah. Holy cats. Yeah. It's almost it? like we should have a house up at ice camp with all that stuff in it. We Maybe should. We should. Maybe that was a good idea that, that I had a, That's earlier. a great idea. Well, all we need is a, is a house, right? Yeah. Our we, own house? Yeah. There you go. Should we buy one? Yeah. Ice camp, you can guide our house for us. And we'll stock it with all of your favorite Iceman materials. John, you better start building rods. There's, there's one <laughs> coffee mug left. There's one <laughs> coffee mug left. Yeah, because somebody keeps taking them to get water because he forgets them. Honestly, there was a day where I couldn't find any cups, and those were the only two cups that I found in the entire shop, so I had to use them for water cups. <laughs> so they're yours now. Yeah, they yeah, those are yours. They're actually at my house. I, I we should do a giveaway. Uh, <laughs> they're washed. One lucky listener gets to have a cup with John's pre-used lip prints on it. Oh, boy. That's disgusting. <laughs> I already washed them. Great. My wife kind of kiped one of them. Dan, Dan, Dan is so bitter about this. Those are his precious cups. And I like got, those cups. Yeah, they're awesome. They're starting to, to reprint with a picture instead of just laser etch, too. Oh, so we that's can awesome. So we can get some of the original ones. But the, they don't have the same caps. They have a different top on them to do the to do the the printing ones. I don't know. It's weird how they choose what to do. It's water cups. They just come up with a new color and people buy them like crazy. As I have a Camelback right here. Camelback is legit. They you, are You the see best. mine? It fell out of my truck the other day. It only took a little little bit of road rash no, to they it. They work so good. Mm-hmm. They work They're so amazing. Good. I use that thing every day. I'll tell you what. I used to have a Hydro Flask and... I don't like it as much as the Camelback stuff that I've used. It's not. And, no, and they're, and they're more legit. expensive too. Camelback beats Yeti. Beats yeah, this one flask. never, it does sweat at the top. Like when I leave it in the football field, the plastic sweats, but that's my that only. That one does? Yeah. I've never had that. Well, if you fill it with ice and then throw it on a hot football field, it'll the top will sweat. But yeah. that's about the Like it's that complaint. sweating water out. It's just that it's. it's I think it's just the just condensation. condensation. Yeah. That's what it is. No. That's what I say when I'm running around the football field. It's kind of, my arms are con- condensing. Condensing. Condensating. No, condensating. Condensating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they are condensing too. You better lift. You better start lifting again, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're starting to condense. <laughs> That's all I need is more, more things, more hobbies to do. I, yeah, hobbies. You like hobbies. So I, I have to say that uh, the Iceman did a DJ gig at Andover Elementary the other day. <laughs> oh, 
did you appear on behalf of the Iceman? <laughs> yeah, I appeared on behalf of the Iceman and uh, did a DJ for some walkathon. And I wore a tuned up shirt. And one of the moms I walked in the school on Monday. What do you mean you DJed it? Uh, the, okay, this is. Was it like a PA that you played? No, like, this was like a, they the school had the DJ equipment, right? So right. the really nice Bose speaker, all this stuff. And they're like, hey, can you be the DJ? And, and you know, so I was like, okay. So I downloaded all these kids' bop songs and <laughs> made a playlist. Well, one of the moms thought Tuned Up was a DJ company. So she's like, I looked up your company, and it was about fishing rods, and it had nothing to do with DJs. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, no, it's actually part of a podcast. We she's should- like... That's what? we should we should branch out, and she just was like had no clue what I was talking about. But yeah, I said I was from the Iceman. Well, you know, if you want to hire us for your events, and I made maybe a shameless plug about us. That's awesome. Look at this hey, guy out there marketing. I you know I've been following the trends on our socials, and we're we're growing. Yeah, people apparently want to hear what we're talking about. Maybe uh, we should just be a, a Facebook posting company. I like posting on Facebook. It's my cre- it's my goofy outlet. It's if I think of something funny, I'm like, I don't have to use this on my personal page anymore. I've been having a lot of fun uh, sharing my prank on Facebook, and then now they, I I just love. That are you, you going to confess to something today? Oh, well, well, I, I talked last time. I talked about it on the show last time about yeah. about my prank, and I I've been leaving subtle messages on the free Robbinsdale Facebook, free Robbinsdale Blockbuster Facebook page. Did they figure it out yet? I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's like a bunch of. Did you put more Matrix Reloaded in there? I put every copy of Matrix Reloaded that I own that I that I got pranked on on me, which and they're like all gone now. 120 copies total made it into this box. The last picture that he posted a day ago is that he says it says I found. This was his post. It says, I found it to be mind-boggling that someone would have 61 copies of The Matrix Reloaded to begin with, but who on earth took that many? <laughs> and replaced it with VHS. Yeah, so all the... and Yeah, so over the course of the last month, I've put 120 copies of The Matrix Reloaded, and every single one of them has disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> the prank lives on. Yeah, that's weird, because someone's actually taking them then. That's yeah. awesome. That's the best part. Yeah. So... It's it, it amazes me. I've I've put some comments on there because I said it. You know, they said it was sixty one copies, and I said I just commented as the Iceman. I said yeah, it was actually one hundred and twenty copies in total. <laughs> How did you not get that? Like right, and then and then this other lady says someone probably took them uh, to the pawn shop and would probably get around ninety dollars or more if there was a hundred copies. And then the facebook page replied back they said no no pawn shop would buy that many copies they would never sell them well that's how this prank originated was a friend of a friend bought 120 copies at a pawn shop for like they had them all on sale at the pawn shop for like 25 cents a piece and no one was buying them he's like (laughs) he's like i'll give you whatever 25 bucks for all those copies of matrix reloaded and they're like sure take it yeah the guy's like (laughs) sold he's like i would i would have paid you five dollars to take all these right (laughs) So that's they, so funny. They got dumped into my friend Austin's car and then Austin dumped him in my car. And then I've dumped him on the Robbinsdale free blockbuster. And just ironically wrapping that whole thing up is I'm pretty sure that the pawn shop got them from a blockbuster, you know, oh, sure. Yeah. Like who else would have that many? So I'm sure it was a blockbuster that got them all in when that movie got released. And then they're like, we need to get rid of these. So let's all into a pawn shop. Yeah. The circle of life. Yeah. 
it was the first Matrix, I could understand that. <laughs> there was one copy of the original Matrix, and then all the rest for the Matrix Reloaded. I just hope people are enjoying it. Yeah. I liked that movie. People, way better than the last one. People enjoy pranks. <laughs> Especially I've, something like that. I've been having way too much fun with it. Just driving home from work with a smile on your face just because of the stupid little <laughs> thing that you did, pulling up outside this box in the middle of the night and dropping off. Oh, I'm doing. I'm gonna do uh, eight copies today. Boom! I just did that. You know, I think multiple post, days in a row. And doing fun stuff on Facebook is hilarious. Yeah, like I made that stupid little video of me double pumping my boat and car at the same time, and <laughs> that's fun. It's a creative outlet. You got it. Did you do that on uh, Facebook Reel only, or was it Instagram? I did it on Facebook Reel. I don't know if it went on Instagram too, do, though. Do it on Instagram and then cross post it to the Facebook page. To the Instagram, to the Tuned Up Facebook page? No, to the Iceman? Iceman, yeah. I did it on the Iceman Facebook page. I'm just saying. Is it better that? I don't really know. Do how it on to do Instagram because that that's where like the reels are big, but they're trying to push them over to Facebook right now. You guys are derailing really quickly. No, this is a, this is good to know. I don't know how to do this stuff. I'm going hunting tomorrow. That's where my brain is at. Well, make some, make some funny reels. I'm going to go pheasant hunting. I'm actually what? taking my kid. Sand Pines up in Avon, Minnesota. Is it like a pheasant farm? Or yeah, is it? it's a game farm. Cool. How yeah. much per per head of? It's like three hundred bucks. It's a charity event, so how many? So how many roosters do you get for three hundred bucks? Do they? I. It's like sixty, but you gotta have a group of eight guys. Oh. So and you pay you pay for the birds whether you get them or not. Well, you, this is just like you pay per person. This is not, you don't buy individual birds. You just pay for a lot of birds with eight guys. And but they got to have like a certain number that they put out in the field for you, I right? I think it's like 60. 60. But, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. So my son will, yeah, as like going to an ice camp outfitter, he's going to have his first experience even walking in the field is going to be a lot of birds, a lot of action, a lot of yeah. shooting. Because I told him, I said, this is going to be more fun just kind of standing back than it is to uh, be the one shooting. Well, be, that's a great thing to observe for your first hunt for a kid. Yeah, well, yeah, and he's been. We've been deer hunting. This is kind of one of those things. Okay, I want to get him into grouse hunting, but grouse hunting can be painful sometimes. You wander around the woods for four or five hours and don't see anything. I'm like, this is gonna be way more fun. So we're pulling him out of school and um, I guess going should, on a little field trip. You guys should come up to our our cabin. We've got a lot of grouse up there. I'm game tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Sure. I'll give you directions. Isn't it like six hours from here, Dan? Yeah, it's yeah. not close. It's a hike, but... It does have grouse. There's grouse and bear and deer and elk. Oh, awesome. Oh, my. And don't you have moose? Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't seen one for a while. It's but been probably like five years since we've seen a moose there. There's probably some wandering. We used to see moose Wait, elk? all the time. Yeah. We have Interesting. Northwestern Minnesota. We have one of the only elk herds in Minnesota. There's two herds in our county where we have... You we, can't we, hunt elk in Minnesota, mm-hmm. can you? You just have In our county, you can. Yep, they state have, record elk was taken like three miles from our place. They have um, so there's two herds. It's not like a total of like I think twenty tags per year. Oh, so it's one of those lotteries you you start applying now, and someday you could be drawn. And I think that's for the whole state. Oh, so I think like in our area, there's like five or ten different tags. But if you get one, I, I want to. There's start, a relatively I, decent chance. I want to start one. applying because I feel like I don't know what kind of how many people actually go for that too. And I also, didn't even know we had an elk, a, a legitimate elk population. And there's also a landowner uh, lottery that we could get in on. There's, there's five tags in that. So I think next year I'm going to start applying. That's well, cool if idea. you got drawn, 
start taking some flights up there and scouting. Yeah, you probably could see one of those from the air. That'd be cool. That's, that's what that's how the DNR do. does it. That's what I should do is I could uh, sell my spotting services up there. Report, report them. I would fly with you if let's do it. Won't let me, but I'd, I'd do it. No, you can you can be the spotter and, and and phone them in, and I'll be the pilot. Let's do it. All right. If you guys are elk hunting in northwestern Minnesota, give us a shout out. And I actually, I swear we could make that we can make that happen. So we'll do the ice. We'll have the Iceman DJ business. <laughs> the uh, the Iceman. The DJ business was just hilarious. This lady had me completely, and she thought I was a legit DJ, which I thought was hilarious. So you're you're standing there, and obviously I have no idea what I'm doing. So within the first hour, so mom's like, "I lost my kid." I'm like, "What does he look like?" Well, he's five, and I'm like. That narrows it down to 1,000 children. She's well, like, what, he has a blue shirt on. I'm what's like, his name? Well, and they're like, his name's, I don't know, Evan? Yeah. Ian? Evan, like, please come to oh, the So I DJ went over the, the loudspeaker, and I'm like, hey, his lost kid, blue shirt, five years old. His name's Evan. Ten minutes later, Evan <laughs> walks up. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, okay, where's your mom now? <laughs> she went looking for I him. lost my mom. Yeah, it was it was a different thing. I thought you were going to say that you said, Evan, please come to the front. And there was like 10 kids showed up. Well, there was a lot of kids in blue shirts. And, considering a, and probably a lot of Evans, yeah. I would guess. Probably. But statistically, I, he had the teachers, uh, the class of the teacher he was in. So, which I'm sure that helps butchered it, but that narrows it down. Dan, how often do you have to deal with lost kids? I have to go looking for kids sometimes. They're not like, lost, but they've chosen to be in other What places. about like lost on a field trip? That's, Dude, that's got to be a horrible feeling. That has not happened. That's not happened. But what has happened in the past is chaperones have occasionally taken their groups to places where they're not supposed to go. We we do a field trip every year to the Science Museum. And we had one year where a chaperone decided to take their whole group to the... Um, uh, Omni Theater? No. The food court, like the, you know, where yeah. they sell food. Snack bar. Snack yeah. bar. And it's not, if you've been to the science museum, the snack bar is not where the museum is. So they'd left the museum area to go to the snack bar. And it was it was explicitly told to the people, we're not buying food here. We're, we're not doing that. And they went and did that. And it was time to leave and we couldn't find this group. It was like seven kids and an adult. Yeah, that that, wasn't a good that's got to be an awful feeling. Because you're, you're like, what if they lose a kid? Well, it was, you know, you had to make a phone call to them because you have all the chaperone's phone numbers. Be like, uh, hey, we're all at the bus. Where are you? Did the chaperone pay for everyone's, all the kids' food? Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, it's like, I'm going to take you guys to go get an ice cream cone, which I can see that. I mean, da our dad would absolutely have done that. A hundred percent he would have done Probably. that. Probably. So. But Just don't was, do it right at the end of the day when the buses are coming. Just yeah. sneak out a little bit early. And then there's occasionally kids that have to be sent home on a field trip, which is very stressful. Because you have to call and have the principal usually has to come and pick them up because the principal is the only person who has authority to drive kids in their private car. That's so weird. I don't want to do that stuff. Like, I never want to think about that stuff, like losing a kid. I love field trips. I, I like planning them. I like going on them. I, think I, I really go to high school football games with all the neighbor kids, and it's that's stressful enough for me. Though one lady did ask me if I had six kids. I think field trips would be the best part about being a teacher, except for the summer's off and the two <laughs> weeks off in the winter. 
two weeks off. I've seen Dan work. He's got like a month off in the winter. <laughs> and he's got like every other Friday, every other week, four times a month. Pat Riley have 187 contracted days. <laughs> yeah, but how many of those are how many of those are conference days without kids though? Wait, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, wait, wait, hang on. I just heard you work 187 days. Contracted teacher days. Just, just those are on. all kid with kids. No, there's 177 student contact days. <laughs> Dude, that's only half. That's only 6.2 months. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many five day weeks is that? Take 177 no, divided. No, I'm by going by my schedule and your schedule. Well, you, why would you compare those two? Yeah, I would only have to work 3.116 repeating mo- months, and then I'd have my whole year filled. Well, I just, I, I literally just... If you just, want a job just, that I'm gives cr- you forced unemployment without the ability to have unemployment benefits, I'm, it doesn't teacher. give you forced unemployment. It's called your summers are off. I mean, I'm not allowed to work. And I don't get paid for it, and I can't you get unemployment You can go benefits. find another job. I do. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Well, that was a financial disaster. Yeah, I know. It's been a been a terrible mistake. Yeah, Dan's still working off his credit from the beginning of when he started. Look, I've been teaching for 20 years. You better start I'm, with Heather. I I'm spend. very happy with my career decision. Yeah. I, there's, you're not going to hear me complain about my job. What's, to me, one of the biggest regrets of being an adult is not having your summers off. And recess. I thought, you know how cool it would be to have recess again? Like, grab a football and start throwing around during the day? Be great. I mean, you could do that. I'm, I'm going to. That's my new rule at work. We're literally going to grab a football and start throwing around. At, at tuned up? Uh, no. No, here we were, we're here to work. Yeah, we're <laughs> here to work. You guys, chop, chop. We got a job, interview. We got a job interview. Pers- perspective. Yeah, inter- we could have a job interview here. right now. Yeah. I brought my buddy Jeff who wants to learn how to rap rods, and he's been just patiently listening in on this whole conversation. We're not hiring rappers. We need finishers and builders. Yeah. We just need people. People that show up. People that I like. See, to I always thought that is, Look, ra- is rap up. is rapping entry level. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna do all your work for you. Jeff. Everything. Okay, Everything. Wait, what you level. need what you need to do is you need to get to the interview. This, this is an interview tip for everyone that's out there. The more you can get the person giving the interview to talk, yeah, the better off you are. Yep. Come You'd, prepared with some questions. Yeah, just throw a lot questions. of questions, and I know John would fill up an entire thirty minute interview of him talking about. <laughs> <laughs> talking about it and then he'd be like oh yeah i got another guy coming in uh, you want you want you want the job you know my wife says that same thing she goes when you start talking to people it's just like she goes it's painful you know you'll be pumping gas and you'll have a conversation a 30 minute conversation with somebody i'm like mm. i appreciate that i am not that that's why we started man. a podcast yeah because basically she, I, I need we don't even outlet. publish this thing this is just, uh, just this internal. is just your therapy your digital therapy here i can't wait i'm i'm driving in the truck with a bunch of guys tomorrow to go hunting and i'm totally gonna play this podcast and not so high pressure <laughs> no not this one I'll, I'll play the one before uh, it but it'll be hilarious because it'll be like what what what's going on play the, play them all yeah i get a kick every time we publish one maluna cooler oh i did take a selfless uh post or picture with my Maluna cooler at the school. Did you post it on the yeah, ice? I have not posted on the Let's ice. Let's put that up right now. I'm all send as it to we, you. As we talk. How do, you, uh, do you have uh, any questions for Jeff? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the square root of 64? Eight. I know I should know that, right? Isn't it eight? Yeah, it's eight. But Tom said it. I said it first. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I don't, and it might well, not should. even be right. I mean, it's got to be. I don't know. Dan, what's your name? Oh, my God. Send it to me. No, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, why is it? Send it to Tom because you guys both have iPhones. They get compressed when they go to Google. Yeah, they do. 
All I have is will picture. You, will you try the 14 that's out now, the iPhone 14? Just give it a shot and see what you think. Are you going to buy one for me? Is, are we going to have now tuned up or Iceman be a, a media broadcast or media company too? You know, I was thinking about for the filming of this show that we could actually do a really good job if we all had iPhones that had good cameras with it. it would I actually, have the best camera on the market. You do not. No, you don't. iPhones are better. Look it up right now. Pixel Pro 6 Pro versus iPhone 13. No, I, we're not doing that on the air. Yeah, okay, we're, that's going to be a terrible debate. But, uh, hey, <laughs> I played a prank on a Halloween store on Monday. I let six children under the age of nine walk in there with completely unsupervised. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> into ever. where? Into a Halloween spirit in, in, in circle <laughs> binds. You just let them loose? So I was literally walking in the door, and all six kids just barged in there as soon as they opened up the doors. And all these kids were just jacked up on sugar and stuff. So they go running in there. It, it looked like six Tasmanian devils. They all had masks on. They're running around like children of the corn, scaring the crap out of customers. <laughs> I walk in. Some guy's like, who are these kids? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, like was the hol- was the Halloween Superstore? Was it like one of those um, like like a like a closed Circuit City that they've converted yeah, like a pop up one? Yeah, yeah. Pop-up. yeah, Circuit City. Wow, <laughs> Whoa, we didn't date ourselves there, Tommy. Hey, I just all the Montgomery Wards uh, Wards old building. My, my my job right now, currently, where I'm spending ninety five percent of my work week is a, is in an old Montgomery Wards building. Really? Yeah, true story. Robin, in Robbinsdale by the Terrace Theater. Yep. Well, that's not even there anymore either. But yeah. Did you say Terrace? Terrace. Terrace, Terrace Theater. That's just terrorist. No. Jeez. Hey, uh, <laughs> Dan. Did you see uh, all the lead that uh, is going around in these walleyes? I, I've I've been reading about it all over the place. Yeah, I hear you shouldn't eat the Lake Erie walleyes. Yeah, they have like eight pound chunks of lead on them. No, that was, that was. I don't know if if anyone fishes or. Even probably even hunts. It's been on every single social media platform ever. Two guys got caught with a pile of lead in fish. Legitimately eight pounds of lead in their in their in their bag. What was I, it? Five walleye? Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you even like what would that guy his facial expression looked like he wanted to crawl in a hole and die? <laughs> I mean, there's and nobody. What do you say to that? Nobody in the world is pro those guys right now no nobody i think some people might feel a little bit bad for them because their life just got exploded on them like they're facing felony charges well because it's 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 fraud um <laughs> sorry i just someone just posted a picture of the guy oh. shopping for lead, for lead baits <laughs> big cannonballs oh uh, i mean he's gonna be dropped off all his pro staffs uh he's probably gonna have death threats constantly just well, because and his some of partner these, bails on him, so there's just one poor guy sitting there watching his fish I think get the, I think the most... I do have a little respect for the guy for just taking it like that. That was the most... That was the oddest thing about that of, of the about that video, because he was just standing there but, so close to the pile with his... But he almost like... The, the only head, thing... I, head down, but like standing up like super straight, just, just taking it on the chin but after you, his partner do, bailed. Do you have a little... Like, I, I his partner, whatever. I mean, that's terrible, but he kind of like... Okay, maybe I'm a bad person. I'm just going to take this. I do have a little bit like I couldn't tell if he was embarrassed or if I he think was, he kind of showed ownership. I think or, he was afraid. Mm-hmm. Like 
Like he was legitimately going to be. The crowd was very hostile. And I think, you know, part of him was maybe like, if I stand right here, this is a safe place where everyone's got a video on me. If I get if I get attacked, at least there's proof of it here. Like a prison shank in the side. Yeah. If he I mean, if you have tried that. to walk through that crowd after that happened, come on. Because there was police officers that showed up. I mean, it, because it, it really changed the angle of the year program. I mean, but what their lifetime earnings are like three million bucks or something like that. Well, they had won three hundred thousand, I think, this year is what yeah. they said. But I mean, I just and I don't. There's probably a million different reports right now. But they're they're facing some pretty serious penalties. You can't have that be an isolated thing. Can you right? go to jail for that? Yes. yes it's fraud. They're facing felony charges. It's it's legit fraud. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. That's like grand larceny. Yeah, big money involved. Do, does it feel like that much weight? It almost feels like a cry for help. <laughs> like, I've got to stop somehow. You so, think they did it on purpose? Just, well, it's so weird. Like, it, it was so over the top. Much. And I think that's what everyone said. You know, everybody comes in with their 17 or 18 pound bags and they have the same size fish and all of a sudden it weighs five pounds more and throw, you know, in its belly, it's got. <laughs> it, they didn't. It, that was the other thing that was odd, too, is that the fish didn't look that big either. No. <laughs> you know, and their bag was so heavy. It's yeah. like 10 pounds heavier they than look like such average. They look like such average fish. For, for Erie. I, mean, I, I don't understand what their mindset was. Maybe it was a cry for help. It was the last tournament of the year. Maybe they just had to get rid of the sinkers. <laughs> Maybe they were being they were getting it, next it, year's they were environmentalists, right? And they were like, yeah, we got to get the lead out of here. You know, <laughs> just shove them in walls. But the thing is, you know that they had to have done it before. Well, uh, right? well here's my thought. Okay. If you're that guy, do you start off, you throw a couple split shots in there, and then you throw, you know... A, a six ounce pyramid weight, and then you throw the pounder in there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how do you even get it in? And they had a, yeah. they had a players in there. Like <laughs> I didn't see a players. It was a little forceps. That was the thing. They had uh, walleye fillets, lead weights, and a forceps. Probably because they sho- were shoving the lead weights down with the forceps. They got the thing uh-huh. stuck, and they're like, eh, whatever. It's just a little added weight. I, I don't understand the walleye fillets. That seems to me the the weirdest of them all. It was literally a filleted fish with skin on still, shoved down their mouth. Yeah, but that's not going to add that much weight compared to all the lead weights you got. That's what there. I'm saying. It's like the weirdest thing Unless, I can think of. Did they wrap the lead? Probably because they're like, there? if they look in the mouth, it'll look, it'll just look like more fish, right? So they open up the mouth and it's like, okay, that still looks like fish down there. So we'll, just, really. we'll just shove <laughs> as much stuff down the mouth as we can that looks like fish, and then gill up the gills through full of lead. I really think it's going to change the way tournaments are. It's going to have to. They have to. I think they should all be done by inches. I fished a tournament the next day, and of course, I had to make a dumb joke. <laughs> and I asked the guy, I'm like, how many times have you heard that? He's like, well, you're like the 50th boat, so like 57 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because every boat now says it twice. Yeah. It's going to have to make some changes. But are they going to do... I, I still want to see somebody come up with a digital board that you lay down in your, your boat. And, you know, it's a whatever... 27 inch board put the fish on you take a picture it digitally uh, adjusts for your whole thing because it's i mean we have these super fancy phones there's got to be some kind of technology where we can put a reflective material and it you know measures it height width you know every all the measurements and then you get like a like a, i don't know a, like what a, you should exp- an expected weight or something yeah like an expected weight or it should be total number of inches your top five fish right so you get bass and, you know, he takes a picture and it says, oh, you're a 
21.38 inches. Okay. And then you just get your top five inches and that's your score. That's And there's every fish that you come through gets measured at yeah. that point And then they just, and then there's, it, there's no culling anymore. You just literally put the fish on the board. You take a picture. It instantly goes to the tournament director and your inches just keep. I, see, I don't through. think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to replace weigh-ins. People like weigh-ins. I it's, it's people yeah. go to watch weigh-ins. I get you it. You think of the MLF fishing versus the Bass Master, the MLF guys. How do you even watch that? They had the big MLF tournament up on Malax. It was like ten days long, and nobody could go to it. Could you do like a, a golf board? You know, you could and do then something have, like that. Have the picture and like the you know. With their, and then as they go put more in, it kind of shifts and slides. But, I think, yeah, like, I, I, but you got to do almost an old school I one. I think where that they John's, the guy. John's idea would be more <laughs> conducive to a TV environment. Because, like, what, what are you going to reach? 50, 100 guys on the shore at a weigh-in versus... No, if you're... No, if, if you televise you a weigh-in, they're pretty, they're pretty serious. If you're a fisherman, if you're a professional fisherman, you are a brand. You're like a NASCAR driver, way more than a hockey player. They just have is. a podium at the end and then Dude, and we'd skip, be great and NASCAR skip the drivers. What I'm saying, though, is that people <laughs> come there, people go to weigh-ins with the intent of meeting these people. Like, they're there. You can go up and talk to Kevin Van Dam. You can go up and talk to Scott Martin. They're available. I think, it's not with, like, I think with John's idea, though, it was like, okay, you could have all of those pictures taken, everything, you know, there, and have an award ceremony where the people at on shore, after they get done fishing, they wouldn't know until all the results were tabulated at the end, and they would present the award. It, it's And then, it's, they could, and there then, are, and there then people are, could meet them. There are circuits that do live release. I mean, Major League Fishing does weigh in on the boat and they release the fish. No fish gets brought in. Measuresmith talked about that. A lot of the tournaments they do is buy pictures. But I don't think it's going to get rid of all weigh-ins. No. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm torn about this because like this was such a big cheating thing and you know, it just, it looked so bad for the sport. It was just awful. It just looked like I, I mean, I can't even, I watched that and I was like, that guy wants to crawl in a manhole cover and die right now. I think it was, but so, he was I, the only, I was the only ounce of dignity. It's like, you're standing there and taking that. I think it was and, so comically <laughs> big of a cheating thing that it almost doesn't represent the sport. You but it was like I mean? over the top. I'm like, how, I thought it was a prank at first. Like I legitimately, when I saw the video, I was like, "Who who pranked this? This is this is one of the most epic pranks I've ever seen." You know, who who would stuff that many lead weights down a walleye's throat? Though, if oh. those guys were putting, what did they have like eight or nine of those in that fish? They had to have gone to some store to buy those. Those were store bought sinkers. I'm sure they're on video buying those things. You know what I mean? How yeah. many other tournaments did they do this in? How many bait stores have video? Cabela's has video. That's not a bait store. You got to go to a real one. I mean, you probably would have to buy those at Cabela's or you bought them at Tackle Warehouse. That would be a little awkward. Your Tackle Warehouse orders, you know, one pack of number one wacky hooks, one pack of Gary Yamamoto black Senkos, 27 five ounce sinkers. There's a lot of swearing in this town. <laughs> hey, this a is lot of not safe for work or not safe for children. All right, well. You can keep playing it. You can keep playing it. There's just a lot of swearing. <laughs> this is 15 minutes long, so I, I, have, I haven't... I think I've, you go to like minute seven, I think I remember hearing. Yeah, because once they people started asking or maybe minute five. I was worried about the riot mentality where they would people would just riot and like 
but they're all standing like on a patio, like yeah. they're next to each other. And it's it's you're screwing with people's lives. You know, I mean, some of these guys, this is their livelihood. They're trying to make a living off of this, and these guys are cheating. Well, it'd be like someone coming in and breaking all your fishing rods at the ice show. Does it show the guy bail? Like his partner run out of there? Well, I don't. I didn't see that part. I just saw the part where everyone's losing their mind and he's cutting the weights out. Because I don't think we've gotten that far yet. No. When they cut the it's weights like, out, it's like I was watching us. Like, it was like watching a train wreck because the first one came out and it's like that's a big <laughs> chunk of lead. That is not like a a small. Well, and the guy goes right. To, he cuts right to it. Well, but you think about it, that big of a weight, you he just could feel you it. could feel it right yeah. plain as day. I mean, he wasn't searching through the stomach. He was like zip weight. Yeah. Well, and plus there's multiple. Yeah. When they got to go faster, farther than this. Well, this when is the, already a 12 minutes in. This might be a, a bad camera view of it, too. I don't know. Keep playing it. Because <laughs> they're going to start, they'll start, you'll start hearing people say, there's no way. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty oh. epic. Oh, I think, I think, I, I think you found it. it. I think you found part of it. <laughs> So it was right after the cop went by. Yeah, I want to hear what they say here. <laughs> yeah, there. Okay, so there's the guy just watching, watching him sort through all of his fish. Is he by himself? Yeah. So the, his partner already bailed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw that the fish tacos were just lead weights. Yeah, you can hear him say, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, my fish is bigger, weighs two pounds less. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know this is not super compelling uh, audio. No, this is good. I want to keep listening to this. Five fish for 33 pounds. So they're just under seven pound average. Just stand there. You almost have to admit it's fight or flight or freeze at this moment. You're caught yeah. red-handed. And it looked like it wasn't even a judge that checked his fish. It was another. No, that was the tournament director. Oh, that's well. Why? I mean, he was pissed. Yeah, because he, well, he's yeah. the director of the yeah. tournament. I guess his integrity is being like, There's whites in here. Yeah, is that who yelled that? <laughs> yeah, that's the tournament wow. director. Wow. <laughs> he put out a statement where he put out a statement where he was very upset. Yeah. Well, they also it it kind of discredits the whole tournament because now how long did these guys start cheating for? They've been cheating for months, years? Probably the whole season at least. Well, the next team that won it, they had five fish for 28 pounds. I mean, that's a That's, that's a stellar bag, difference. but that's a, that's a really good eerie bag, but 33 is kind of... You win by five <laughs> pounds 
And they needed, they would have needed at least part of that weight that they stuffed in there to win the tournament. Yeah. But I think they only need 16 pounds to win the angle of the year. Maybe total, but to win the tournament, if they went yeah. the next bag at 28 and they had 33, yeah. you said? 33. And they had eight pounds of weight in there? They actually won smelter of the year this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. His lead levels are going to be up from all the lead he was shoving into fish. I just, I don't know why, I, I don't even know how you would come back from that. You, they won't. You can't. You'd probably, your, their career in fishing is over. Your personal career, I mean, personal life would be over. Well, the I, notoriety I of it. So, John, be. if you hire Jeff and he gets caught doing that, how how long will he get to continue working here at the shop? Uh, he would well, be it's completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, what does it have to do with his rod making abilities? All right, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff only waits his fish, but for non tournament purposes, he just brings them home to his wife. It's like, look, honey. Have you seen all the jokes now? People are like, oh, I went to Erie and caught a fifty three pound walleye. Yeah, I did see. I saw the picture of those two guys holding up a fifty pound walleye. And they said they just set the record, and the belly on the thing was just like. <laughs> Maybe they're going to have metal detectors from now on. That's my idea. Shut up. Well, I, can it detect Well, can it detect lead? Lead shows up in... Doesn't lead show up in x-rays? As I'm like just thinking a, of magnetism. Who wants I to think. partner with me out there? This is my idea. Trademark. <laughs> this is on record. I have the That's idea. You need to do all of the work no, to no, make it happen. No, no, no. But if we're going to put it out on the show, my idea is a is a universal governing body of fish weigh-ins that would go to each weigh-in and have like some sort of like airport type scanner that the fish could just pass through, be weighed, be x-rayed and be certified. Now playing devil's advocate though, are you going to find, cause fish do bigger fish do a break off, you know, like a little kid's sinker and a gold hook. Are you going to bypass those things? It would depend on where it was in the fish. You could tell if it was. You probably could tell right away, right? Because yeah. these these look like they were shoved down there. Obviously, these fish were dead too because they just swallowed a pound of lead each. Well, a lot of walleye tournaments are dead weights. Yeah. The, Plus, the, how many <laughs> how many walleyes are eating one pound weights though? Yeah, probably not. Or really. if there was like multiple no sinkers. one's walleye fishing with a one pound weight. I guess maybe if they're using, uh, what's that machine thing? That trolling thing? A downrigger. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but they're not going to eat it. That's not anywhere near the hook, right? No. No. Yeah. I mean, have but to. those are usually way heavier than one pound. They're like eight pound. Now that would be actually kind of funny to put one of those eight <laughs> pound tro- trolling weights, the big V one, the the little uh, directional paddle on. Where would you even use an eight, a, a one pound ball sinker like that? I would only think river catfishing, fishing. Maybe? Yeah, catfishing or like, you know, uh, who's that Jeremy Wade guy? In like Jeremy Wade? Yeah. But I mean, what? But he fishes like the Amazon. Like for giant gooch, yeah, the catfish, but in super fast water, because a one pound weight is really heavy. Yeah, when we ocean fished, we used three pound weights, three pound sinkers uh, for how, how deep? Like three hundred feet. Yeah, so maybe I mean, ocean fishing. But yeah, I mean, I guess suppose they probably, I don't know. I propose we register every one pound weight. <laughs> In every, in every yeah, shop. You need to get on a national registry yeah. to buy one pound yeah. weights. Yeah. Serial numbers. If the serial number is scratched yeah. off, you go to jail. Get the IRS agents and come confiscate yeah. it from your we house. we got a plenty of IRS agents to, to yeah. enforce this. Yeah. Don't we have like 79,000 new agents? Yep. There's yeah. nothing in the Constitution that says that you're guaranteed lead weights. <laughs> That's true. Lead freedom. Yeah. That's the second and a half amendment. Yeah. Amendment. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, we just took a weird <laughs> bend there, but all right. <laughs> That's 7,000 grains of lead. 
Oof. How does grains work? 7,000 grains to a pound, I think. <laughs> so when you tear it like a Hold one, on, let me check that math. Yep, that math checks out. <laughs> so 165 grain lead bullet. That's referring to the weight of the bullet? Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Well, I know that, but I'm just thinking about how that mathematically translates to other conversions. Like, how do you convert 165 grains yes. to something else? 7,000 like grains to a pound. That would be like 1%, 1.5% of a, of a pound for those, each bullet. It'd be less than that. It'd be like a tenth of a percent. Tenth of a percent per bullet. What? That's all it takes to kill a deer. No, but, not, but, not to kill, but not to win a wall. I mean, 165 grain bullet would be... You're right. It'd be less than a tenth of a percent. It would be like a 70th percent. Uh, no, there'd be 42 uh, bullets per pound. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't check out. 42 bullets per pound? Yeah. It's like 2.3%. Now no, I have to do the math. Yeah. Oh, look at... Uh, you can hear the yeah, calculator. It's, four, it's 42. He's right. 165 grains, 42 bullets. Yeah. Don't, don't question me about math. <laughs> We're all yeah. We're all dumber now that we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the lead situation because it was no the lead's fine, but the bullet part you got real dumb. <laughs> you should use that as a math question tomorrow at school. Yeah, let's talk about bullets, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Bullets, grains. How much? Yep. How many lead weights do I need to make? How many lead Seven weights do I need to make before, before the IRS agents are going to come knocking on my door? Well, this guy obviously was. He must have been smelting his own though. No, they were marked. Those were like... In yeah, but you can buy a do-it mold for those, too. That would make the most sense. I mean, otherwise, like I said, there would be video of these people buying these things. Because just even... A, usually those are one packs, and you buy like you know, you could You could, get, you could buy lifetime. them on Amazon. But can you buy that? But that sure. Would, that's would, like deep-sea fish and crap right there. Yeah, you but just, how many tournaments does this guy fish? But, I mean, but there would be there would be a digital trail for that. Is what I'm what I'm saying is that if the federal authorities who are going to investigate these guys, because this is a massive fraud, you here's don't think how they're going to claim here, that here's they how, didn't put it in there. Here's how I would do no, it. No, but I think they're going to want dollars a piece. I think they're going to want to go back and find Damn. out how often or how many times this happened. Yeah, they're going to want to get as many charges on these guys as they can. Right, but how can they? We don't have the fish from those tournaments. No, but if you be... have evidence of them buying 75 of those weights. So yeah. here's what you do. You go buy, get a, get yourself a prepaid visa and, <laughs> and a burner phone and, and then go to the local library, make a fake Amazon account and then have it shipped to one of those Amazon lockers here in the clear. Yeah, there you go. Tom's thought it through. Just don't stuff too many in the fish at one time. I'm sure I they, I'm sure they ordered can't. it on their own Amazon Prime account. And had it shipped to their house. If they're, I mean, if if they if they thought it was going to go that far without getting caught, then they, you know, I'm sure. I'm there's sure gonna that a, there's going to be a trail of yeah. of information. Right. The only thing I can think is one guy shoved the weights in, and then he didn't tell the other guy that he had done it already. And, and so the other guy just over, how, could, how could you be oblivious though? When well, the, I just I'm just trying to figure out why you would go so overboard. <laughs> you know, to like what about what about a camera on every boat, filming. Some uh, that's like easy enough. The bass too, bass master they have a a judge on every boat. They have a a, yeah. a marshal. But I, I don't think a bigger or a smaller tournament like this could do that. This was not a small tournament, wasn't it? No, but it was a, it was a massive tour. But was it televised? Like their boat was their boat televised? Uh, not every boat's televised, but like for the bass master tour, they have volunteers. 
you know, if you have 80 boats, you get 80 volunteers and they're just dudes who volunteer to ride along with them for the what's, day. What's the money situation that they, that was involved in this? Um, I'm reading like 30 grand. The pro- top prize was 30 grand for these guys. Uh, that's yeah, thirty thousand dollars for on, gotta, just this tournament. I gotta add some stuff to my Amazon cart here. <laughs> yeah, I'm adding some one pound weights. I really need my crappies to weigh nine pounds. All we just need is half pound weights and just double it. <laughs> right. They'll never, like, they'll like never suspect put, us. Put in seventy uh, uh, one sixty five grain uh, spear bullets. <laughs> It'd be probably a lot easier to get them in there. I, I thought like that weight had to, right. they had to work at that to get it in there. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's the reason is that then it's not going to fall out. Okay. But have you guys you seen, know, it's not coming out. Have you guys seen like the, the pictures of the, is like a wad to shove it back down. Have you seen the pictures of the cribs that they put in that they preload the fish and they just go get them out of these cribs? Like, couldn't you, couldn't you just do that? Have a bunch of fish preloaded with weights in these cribs and just go grab them and go from well, there fishing cribs are not uh, i'm talking about they have like a crate that's yeah, it's like a crib like like a baby crib with a flip door and they just pick them out of there yeah i've seen pictures that's of that. illegal too yeah of course wouldn't, it is wouldn't you just have bigger fish in the crib and then you wouldn't have to deal with all the weights yeah but if you're gonna if well, you're gonna cheat you might as well go all the way <laughs> it's 30 grand's on the line here amazon's got a special pack on these <laughs> yeah get get after it amazon now it's time to strike Oh, boy. we should sell them and make like tur- like ornaments or something. Just buy a bunch and just yeah, I don't I don't know how these the tournament like, special. You literally, <laughs> just type in Lead Erie and you get every story. I mean, Yahoo, New York Times. I that's another thing that's that's amazing about it to me is those the reach it had like Can- how, how Canadian far out it TV. Got there. I mean, like it's, it's on CNN, it's on Fox News, it's on ESPN, Sports Center. It's it's every place that talks about anything we're talking about it. Yeah, but I just this think is the big time, Dan. It was so <laughs> over the top. I just I like. I mean, I don't understand cheating, but I can understand trying to cheat a little bit. This is like, oh, we're gonna go race for pink slips. You're gonna use a 1989 six cylinder Ford Ranger, and then somebody's using a fully blown brand new Corvette. Like, it's not even close. It's like, wouldn't you notice that it's not, like, even remotely in the same ballpark? I can see the temptation to cheat at times. Like, when we were fishing that tournament this weekend. I was going to say, don't bring me into this. No, me (laughs) I was not fishing with you. Lie detector showed it was false. (laughs) My partner, Steve, and I, we were fishing the tournament, and it was a 12-inch minimum fish, right? 12-inch by your ruler or 12-inch by... By, by the catch board, which was that's a, legit. A wonderful, John. They were a wonderful guests to catch catch products. Um, well, we we probably caught three or four fish that were like eleven and three quarters, and uh, you, we didn't keep them. But you could. There is a moment where you're looking at it, going, "Can I get away with that?" But you know, are they gonna, really, would they measure that? That's not really cheating. That's just you can't catch a bass over 12 inches. I'm saying that there's that I can understand that a temptation exists. Oh, for yeah. This. Dan that had a pe- bunch of tails and duct tape. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's a, anyways, there's another really famous cheating scandal that happened with kayak bass fishing where, uh, the same guy was catching all of these record length bass and what was happening. So this in kayak bass fishing, it's photos. That's how you, that's how you get your credit. 
and what they were discovering was... Did they have a laptop out there with Photoshop? <laughs> <laughs> no, so you have to use the special board, like they have the, the tournament board, and you have to have a picture that shows the whole fish on the board, okay? But what he was doing was he was holding the fish down, okay? And he had the fish cut in half, and he'd have the tail slid slightly further away from the body. I think he was just covering and up he was a, covering it with a, his hand. a gaping wound. <laughs> yes, he was literally covering half the severed fish. And with their hand covering it, if you're not dumb and you don't make it look like, you know, there's a 10-inch gap there, you could add three inches, no problem. And a three-inch difference in a bass mm-hmm. is huge as oh, far as weight. Going from a 20-inch a, a bass to a 23-inch bass, it's enormous. Yeah, that's ch- crazy. Why does he always put his hand in the same spot in every well, picture? Well, what they did is they found that they had the same tail on multiple fish. They could mul- they could mark the oh, the markings. Out loud. So he's he- using the same tail. <laughs> well, there you go. And also all the dead floating bass yeah, behind him. No too. tails. <laughs> it's like, oh god. That actually that that came out two or three years ago, and that uh, guy that didn't end well for him either. Yeah, I've I'm heard- just saying. My point is that I can understand how there's a temptation to do that, and if you if you allow yourself to do something small like okay, I have an eleven and three quarters, I think I can get by with this. I could see how you would maybe work your way up to the point where it's like, well, maybe if I shove a few, a few, you know, half ounce sinkers down there, it'll be fine. Or maybe, but you, it, well, I, that's the there's a it's a slippery slope. I don't think you. Go I don't know from, if it's a slippery slope, but it's it's how like it's some. Kind I think of you complex. desensitize yourself to cheating and yeah. you get used to it and comfortable with it. I don't think you go from I'm a straight laced fisherman to I'm shoving eight pounds down their throat. <laughs> I think that's a progression. Yeah. You don't start there. It's a spectrum of cheating. Here's a spectrum. <laughs> and they found one end of it. But that's probably true with everything in life, too. Well, everything dishonest. Right? You, you, when you speed, it's like, oh, you know, two, three miles an hour over pretty soon. Well, they, going, they probably have limits. They're like, okay, well, let's try this and see if we get away with it. Okay, okay, we got away with that. Let's try a little bit more. Or they were, I could see them also being like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? I mean, this is so dangerous. But it's Just working. cry for help. Yeah, it could be. I mean... It could be that they're that they don't want to keep doing it, but they're successful. They're like addicted to the rush of cheating or to the money. Or maybe the guy that ran was the ringleader that was forcing the other guy that stuck. What around if the guy? Oh, here, here. Okay. What if the other guy had, had no clue? The guy. The guy, the guy that, that stuck was her. standing there because he looked a little like I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel like I'm gonna die. I that feel, would be amazing. I, what if you didn't have a clue? I feel like that there's way too much prep work that would have to take place that you would have to see. You would have to be very blind <laughs> and probably really dumb. I can't find the milk in the refrigerator sometimes. Milk? Yeah. What's milk? <laughs> milk? Denial's not just a river you, in what, Egypt. Are, what are these guys' names? Do you know? I, well, I'm not gonna, I don't want to air it. Oh, okay. Heard. Well, just in case. Yeah, keep there. Hey, like, what if what if that guy's innocent, right? <laughs> it's the policy of the Iceman not to uh, <laughs> not give to, names all, of people before, until they've been convicted. Yes, everything that's been said here is alleged allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Eh, I'm pretty sure it's not allegedly. Oh. Well, the fish didn't allegedly have weights in them, but we're yeah. not sure that the weights are the result of the fishermen. I was Jason Runyon and Chase. Oh, way to come Comf- back on your jeez <laughs> flip flopper, Chase Komsky. Kaminsky. Mm. I bet you. Uh, but I, I, li- I love some of these. The two anglers were caught lead handed. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, oh, that's uh, that's great. Some dad wrote that. That's but, better than the one I saw that 
it, it when you read it, it sounded like they got caught. They're putting lead in after the weigh-in. <laughs> it said. Well, after the win, yeah. And Did I'm you see like, the ba- the basket picture oh of my like? Gosh. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally for. There's ten one pound weights. Well, couple it was Google. eight. It was eight pounds of weight added. So some oh, of those so. have to be half pounders, or it's less than pounders. Ah, there's a couple must be must be half pounders because some of them are li- literally are stamped twelve. That's what I'm saying. Some of them are. Well, these are store bought, or they look store bought. They they look pretty legit. All right. I don't know. Folks, don't do that stuff. Yeah, don't. don't. We should have uh, like people call in next week, see who has a crazy cheating story. Fishing, fishing, fishing cheating. Yeah. Fishing cheating. I, was thinking, I almost paused. I was like, oh, God, we're, we're going to have a Jerry Springer episode. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd listen to that. It'd be pretty entertaining. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. But you just wonder, like, how do you... I always think if somebody does is able to do that mentally... They're probably doing a lot of other stuff in other parts of their life that's just as bad. You can't just wake you up learn and to just, compartmentalize, yeah. John. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't compartmentalize. Everything people is all related to me. Other people. Yeah. yeah. I really, really believe in car- karma and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we've tried to delve into the, the deep psychology of these guys' minds too much here. It's you just, think? it's stupid. It's dumb. And. What, what else we got? Yep. But it was a pretty hot topic. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was insane. Yeah. It's just all over the interwebs. Dan's doing something. I right was now. just going to start doing a Facebook reel, and then you guys stopped talking. <laughs> like, literally, as soon as <laughs> you We're shut looking it to down. you for the next topic, Dan. Yeah. More what? topics? No, I want to do a reel. What? Fishing reel? What? Do a reel of him interviewing Jeff. Oh, yeah. Crying out loud. Tom's Jeff, tell me about a time when you had... Oh, uh, boy. Your feelings hurt by a coworker. Do you want, here, do you want me to? I'll go. Actually, I think what the one of the reasons the last kid uh, quit on us is because everyone razzed him so bad. I can tell you about. Um, That's a leadership issue, John. The job. No, interview. it was it was his own fault. Oh, like legitimately, fault. like yeah. your strategy, Jeff. Like, Let the guy like, keep talking. Like his. <laughs> no, he 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 did it to himself. We told him we wouldn't make fun of oh, Tommy about Tom, yourself. Get out of here with ah, that At stuff. the beginning of and your convert, what? Oh, I'm not supposed to read that part. <laughs> <laughs> Sign into Indeed with Google. I pulled up the top 30 interview questions. Tell oh, me a Tom, time you've been a hostess can't. at XYZ restaurant. <laughs> That's not a question. Well, no. Next, it's, briefly I, summarize I your previous answer. experience with key achievements. Key, I know I love that key achievements. Are I you offering a top tier dining experience? <laughs> what? <laughs> nice pick, Tom. What? It's really, really working. Lastly, express how you found a new job and why is it a good fit for your goals? Yeah, that's a good question, I Jeff. I was, <laughs> I was well. The the funny part is Tom. Tom uh, brought me in tonight, and he call, he calls me as I'm eating dinner and says, "Hey, I'm let's go." I'll get you an interview. And I was like, okay, well, I told my daughter, I said, look, hey, when uh, opportunity knocks, you don't, even if you don't feel like if you're sitting on the couch in your pajamas, <laughs> thinking about bed, you just, you get up and you go, you know. There was a little bit of complaining on the phone. He's like, oh, geez, how late, how late, how late are we going to be out? <laughs> I'm like, um, oh, we'll be back by 10 o'clock. Easy. It's 1030 already right now. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, anytime I tell my wife, it'll be five minutes. It's usually three hours. Yeah. I was going to tell you about uh, not every I, time. What 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 are, what are the interview questions that 
you think are the worst questions that you hear? What is your greatest strengths? I think I think those, like the, the what is your easy. biggest weakness? I don't I don't I think those questions are stupid. I think yeah. that the um, <laughs> tell us about a time that you had a conflict at yeah. work and how do you resolve that conflict? And, and how my yes. Yeah. And then you're like, you're, well, that's what, exactly what happened when I interviewed for the job I have right now. I was sitting there at home on the doing it on like Zoom. And they did one of those questions and I like breathed in to start talking and my mind went completely blank. Like just nothing was, and it was like dead silence. And I was looking at them and I was like, and I thought to myself, if I just hang up this moment, this horrible moment will be over. You know, I won't have the job obviously, but, but there's uh, at least out. I'll be out of this moment this time. And I'm just like, and I just took another deep breath and then I started talking and I honestly, God, I can't remember what I said or what I talked about, but I got the job, so it must have worked out. It was probably just... You don't hang up. I, I found out what you guessed. do. You take your phone, go to airplane mode, and hit on. And it ends the call, but it doesn't show you hung up. It just is disconnected. Just, oh, nice. It's amazing. <laughs> I was going to say flip off your router. You have connectivity oh, issues. I have done that with my kids. Yeah. I, my I don't know if my wife was in a Zoom meeting or one of my kids. I went downstairs because the internet sucked, so I just right. just pulled the plug. Didn't mm-hmm. realize they were in meetings. <laughs> and then I hear the, Dad, the internet's not working. I'm like, oh, jeez. I wonder what happened. Let me go check like, it out. Let me go fix <laughs> yeah. it. And I plug it back in. I'm like, oh, it'll be on in like five minutes. I'm like, shoot. I've never had an f- interview that was not face-to-face, and it's just so odd to me that people do like phone interviews or video chat interviews nowadays. I had one. When I was oh, trying to get oh. a different teaching job. <laughs> this is bad. Maybe I shouldn't tell this. A, a former boss that I had had a uh, former for a reason, for a good reason, but. Um, they got promoted? They, no, they, they, they flew them in from out of state for an in-person interview because this person couldn't figure out how to technologically accomplish a video interview. And a big portion of their job would have been be doing technology where I work and they, they, flew they got They flew him in for the interview and he got the job and he lasted like nine months. It was bad. Yikes. Wow. Good interviewer. <laughs> not so good at the actual job part. Right. Uh, Allie does. I mean, she's not in HR anymore, but she did online interviews nonstop all oh. the time. Your wife is the most intense person to interview with ever. I interviewed with her like six times. For what? Uh, she when she was a headhunter, and I was trying to find a different job because I was completely so completely more miserable than what I am. Couldn't. Whoa. <laughs> I was I was in a real dark place. You hear that, Mister Smith? Whatever your boss. No, name is. Right, right before COVID <laughs> happened, it was just like it was. Yeah, I no, I get it. The what happened with the print industry? It basically went from, you know, okay, it's okay to zero business. So I interviewed and I had like a three hour interview with this guy at the end. He's like, you don't want this job. I'm like, no, I really do. He's like, yeah, he's like, I went to your Facebook profile. He's like, you got all kinds of stuff going on. I'm like, oh God. He's like, you went to my Facebook profile. I was like, I never thought about that because it like says nothing of my current employer. You know, it's like tuned up and podcasts and football coach all the other stuff other than my professional. And I said, well, Facebook is my, my personal stuff. He went back. He like knew more about me than I even wanted to know. Yes. You got to set your stuff, stuff up to friends only. 
Yeah, I don't. I you don't. get the job, though. I did not get that job. Oh, I thought that's what happened. No, 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 no. I, I got a different job. But So what What was it so intense about Allie? And she just asked very intense questions. Why? Very thought-provoking questions. So she interviewed you multiple times for different jobs? Just to inter- like interview prep. I don't know. Oh. She was helping you, right? Yeah. Coaching but it's you. like she's oh. interviewing you, and I would get all nervous every time. I was always curious about those recruiters, what they were, where they would recruit for different companies, but they probably interviewed the same candidate for multiple different jobs. Was it a different interview for each? She job? she would she would interview me and prep me for a different like a different mindset for this job. Gotcha. She she when she was in HR, she would be recruiting people for different companies and different roles in the different companies, and so she would be like the the gateway. She would be the one who would find people. And, and and find out if they were going to be potentially a good fit and then refer them on to the hiring manager. So gotcha. she had to have she had to have a lot of detail about people. But there were some people who she would interview for and she'd be like, I really think this is a good person, but not for this job. But they'd work in this role and, you know, route people to different locations. She was very good at it. Yeah. And then I had an interview at Federal like seven years ago for not the small munitions. It was for like large caliber stuff. And I told the guy in the interview, it was like, I just really want this job so I can buy huge bullets and shoot the <laughs> shit out of all kinds of stuff. And he just giggled. He's like, that's exactly what this job is. I'm like, just hire me. I was like, you don't even need to pay me. You just like, I'll do the job. You just let me go on field trips once in a while. Did you get the job? No. <laughs> Some lady beat me out that was and like, I can't buy ammo anymore. <laughs> I was on a national got a lot of flags. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I just want to like shoot cannons all day long. And He's just like, I don't want one forty second of a pound ammunition. I want like one fifth. Speaking of that, do you have any of that thirty out six I gave you last year still? Yeah, I do. How many did I give you? I don't know. Two give me two boxes, something like that. Two, two or bullets. three boxes. Because I was super dumb and I didn't notice it until this like couple weeks ago when you mentioned it i had bought some bullets from federal thinking that they were like the best bullets and they were because they were match grade i was like oh match grade dude you bought 168 uh gmm you what you bought 30 out six yeah the 168 they're not hunting bullets. i was like oh these are they're match grade so they're gonna be super accurate no they're like full metal jacket bullets Didn't didn't you kill a deer with that last year though no, I killed a deer with the fusion ones that I gave you. Oh, I didn't shoot one last year. I bought a new Two edge game. Away. <laughs> I bought a new box of ammo. <laughs> what ammo? You know what, though? I think you gave one to your friend, didn't you? No, no, no. I kept them all. But if if you want to buy them back, if you need it. No, no, no. I'll I'll give them back to you. But then you're going first weekend only, right? I'm going both. Maybe. Yeah. both. All right. Well, during the week until you get there, I'm probably going to be using your gun again. Why is your gun messed it, up? It's still, I, I, yes. Gun. I need some of my five jobs to start paying off. I have an extra thirty out six at home. Do you want to borrow it? Probably. Here's an extra thirty out six. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I bought two boxes of six five Creedmoor because I wasn't paying attention. Guess oh, what? I'm not buying. You got a Grendel, or are you gonna buy a Creedmoor? Yeah, I'm gonna buy a Creedmoor. They're better than Grendels. No, they're not. They I are. like Grendels. Is Gr- Grendel a neck down? What is it? A, a six a six five is a neck down three oh eight, right? Sort of different shoulder, but that's a lot that's, of different that's history. That's the, the lineage of it, right? <laughs> the Grendel fits in a small pattern AR, and the Creedmoor fits in a big pattern AR. But like the lineage of the bullet, the six five Creedmoor is a, is 
its parentage I, is a 308, I think right? Kind of. And I think a Grendel is actually like some kind of weird cartridge that got morphed in. I like the Grendel because it has zero recoil. Like for a brush gun, there's nothing better to, in my mind. Better than 30 out 6? Or better than 3030? I just, I like, well, I like AR. I like hunting with AR. So I will say that over and over and over again. I, I like my brush gun the best, though. Mine's a little. My 44 carbine. Oh. Those, if it's, is, is it at the... Ruger 44? Yeah. The little rotary magazine one? No. No, oh. it's the tube. Oh. Tube magazine. It's even better. It's those awesome. Are th- those thunk shells. Yeah. I love it. I, I sh- my, my, just, I don't know if I've ever told the story on the show, but like aunt and uncle, that's, I borrowed that. John's giving me the wrap it up signal. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting played off at the Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I borrowed their 44 carbine Ruger 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 44 carbine. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to push buttons and his John eyes is, got John got, is messing with me right he now. Got, his eyes got He's so vibing me so big because <laughs> I, I first of all don't. I don't actually know what all the colors mean and I was just gonna start pushing stuff. <laughs> Here, let me push this one real quick. Hold on. All right. So anyway, I oh, I think you've been muted, John. <laughs> <laughs> Now Dan's been muted. <laughs> anyway, I shot my first deer with this gun, and I wanted to buy it from my aunt and uncle, and they would not let me. They said that it was too nice of a gun, so I found one at a DNR auction like 10 years ago, and it was on- the only one there. I bought it, and I love it. Yeah. They're, they're a cool I do gun. Sh- that gun. Short story long. I'm going to buy... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cite my, uh, <laughs> my AR in this year and bring it up just as a spare gun. They kill deer. Two two threes kill deer. It's just a legal, gotta, legal cartridge. You just have to make your shot. <laughs> I'm giving John the wrap it up. <laughs> and use enough lead, you know, at least a one pounder to make the Well, if I shoot it thirty times, that should be that should like, be enough yeah. lead. Forty two times. So John does <laughs> after all that, does Jeff get the job? <laughs> That's what everyone wants He's to know. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole interview process. That was like a great interview. What's your finder fee, Tom? You're working <laughs> yeah. hard on this. Yeah. I, you get his first paycheck or something? I'm invested now. A chalupa. I'm invested. <laughs> you I'm should a, get a job here, Tom. You, should, you, I, I, you guys should compete for the like, job right now. If, six if, if Jeff and Charlie both get a job here, I would come Jeff in. and Charlie both applied here. Yeah, and that's, Charlie's that's what, kid applied here. That's what I'm saying. I would come... I would probably be able to commit like once every two weeks coming in the evening. I know that's once not... Once every two weeks. John, I know that's not a lot, but... You come in once every two weeks to do a podcast. Well, there you go. Oh. I'm here tomorrow night. I'll make some rods. I, I, I would actually like to experience making a few rods just to see what it's like. I've been saying for years we should do have a, have a, a rod building seminar. It just have me angrily throwing stuff around the room. Well, this can be a video special on our podcast. Once we, once we get our video stuff released, we can do some video episodes of the, the process. Dude, we should wear kilts if we do a video. <laughs> no we do have a high table. <laughs> Hopefully that's going to get edited out because I don't nope, know where that going, came. I don't know deep. where that came from. To <laughs> that's going to be the name of the podcast. I was just I was watching a video of a guy this, in a wedding in a kilt and he was sitting like spread eagle and the pastor was like the Scotchman, <laughs> like pointing down. I'm like, yeah, that'd be me because it'd probably be hot as well balls during a wedding. I don't know why I thought of kilts. I really want to wear one all the time. It'd be so much more comfortable. Let him keep talking. Let him keep going. I think you should do that. I want to be original. I'm into it. Let it go. I'm into it. I like it. 
Yeah. This is what I want to wake up to every morning. Playing no, the bagpipes. This is, <laughs> is this amazing grace in the bagpipes? Yeah. Well, we need to shut that off. So Yeah. My grandfather, when he was dying, he said he was talking about the funeral. He's like, I really don't care what you do or where you bury me, just no effing bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was kinda sad because I think they're really they do. They're poignant, cool. you know. Yeah. Uh that's what I want those playing at my funeral, and then I want to be pushed off in a cart, and my wife has to shoot a flaming arrow through my heart and then burn me on a lake. In a cart? Like, like, the, a, like the little the raft. Kmart shopping no, cart? No, 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 like the, the raft. Mm-hmm. She's got to tie her, she's got to cut down trees, tie a raft, put me to the raft, soak me in gasoline, shoot me with a flaming arrow through the chest. Well, that's the way I want to go. She's going to already go through all the trouble of killing you. She might as well bury you the way that she <laughs> well, wants. Well, then she goes, I, I think I'd have to tie it pretty tight to the raft because you'd be wiggling too much when I'm pouring <laughs> gas on yeah. you. I'm like, ha, ha, that's not funny. <laughs> this was the this was the the bagpiper at the Queen's funeral playing his her Scottish song. I thought this was really... Jeff and I Here talked go, about this. Like, I'm like, again. hey, what do you th- what do you think about the whole the whole funeral thing? And he's like, I could care less. I said, I'm, I'm American. Into the, I'm into the queen. a lot of great men died for me to not have to care about the queen. Yeah, I thought we all. fought the British ones and <laughs> I like the ro- their ass. I like the royal family. I'm into it. Why? What do they do? Nothing. They're interesting. They don't even have cool cars. Like if I was a royal family, I'd have like a like a. Uh, when Prince Philip died, he had his own Land Rover. That he had built for the last twenty years to be his hearse. That's all he did. He designed. He personally designed his own he hearse. Didn't, he didn't weld the thing. He designed it. He was heavily invested in the mm. details of his hearse. Yeah. That would I, be weird to plan your own death for twenty years. I yeah. would rather have well, our you, celebrity you culture to, based around the 90, royalty. You, you, you start to run out of stuff to. Well, at art, least they're ethical, about. and they like actually have some dignity and. Not like our celebrities. Our celebrity culture is. This garbage. must be the bonus program of the sh- mm-hmm. the show that we already cut Dan off a while ago. <laughs> you yeah. never gave Jeff an answer, by the way. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't interviewed no. him yet. Yeah, he needs he needs some time. Are, <laughs> are you going to steal stuff? And can you wear safety glasses? Yes, I have. I got my. I got no, it. can you wear them? I don't care if you have them. <laughs> can you just wear them? Well, I didn't. I didn't bring them with me. So I can't Ooh. show you, but I'll tell you. It's a mistake. I can. It's a mistake. Wear safety glasses. That's, that's one right here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually have a pen. I'm not actually. Uh, yeah, I got. Literally it. says boat insurance. Yep. Oh, speaking of that, I forgot. Don't to. call us. We'll call you. <laughs> I got LASIK two years ago, so no contacts. I could. I couldn't stand contacts. Got to protect so. us. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh boy. They're they're extra valuable. We now. have a caller. Is no. Allie calling? No, no, no. We don't have no negative. No. John, John's wife just posted commented on Dan's Facebook post. So oh, I whoa, 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 what would she say? I don't know. She doesn't know I'm here. <laughs> Hide me. <laughs> I don't know what she said. Oh boy. Let the poor guy talk. Who? How is she up? It's ten forty seven. My <laughs> wife is up right now. She's monitoring the interview process. <laughs> You're gonna be on the payroll. She she's is, gonna, she's she, gonna have to know about it. She is HR. <laughs> Let the poor guy talk. I want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. All this right. could go on all night. It is. I have to be up hunting soon. Jeff, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I, I know, know you, you said you didn't well. want to talk, but I'm glad that you did. Thank you. We appreciate having Jesse come on earlier, giving that report. That was this episode, by the way. That that already has still happened. This episode is going to be in nine parts. It's a nine-part series. Let's try our hardest not to cheat in uh, walleye tournaments. Yep. What's that show? Yellowstone? Everyone go delete those weights out of your carts from Amazon right now. Right now. Don't Cheers. do it. Amazon's got all kinds of 
famous lead weights now. Hey, get yourself booked uh, for uh, ice camp and order your rods now. And order your Maluna cooler. And Freedom Baits. Bye.